Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every month we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia-tinted glasses, and decide, is the game good by today's standards, and is it worth the price of admission? I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we played Snow Brothers by Capcom for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah, we sure did. It was fun. I enjoyed it <laughs> as a general overview. What'd you think of it? Uh, just as a general overview, it was yeah. a video game. And <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? I'm. I'm not sure. I. I feel like I need for us to talk this out to decide what I feel about it because I'm really unsure about this whole th- this whole Snow Brothers thing. Got you. So for the people who don't know what Snow Brothers is. Yeah, which I'm guessing is everybody. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't no. know. I, I asked you a few times. It depends on who's listening. Is this a game that people know of, or is this not a game that people have heard of? I have never heard of Snow Brothers until today. Right. You, I feel like you think this is a game that people know about. Uh, well, I don't want to give too much away about Snow Brothers for the end of the show. <laughs> okay. About why Snow Brothers is uh, sort of a, a special game in my collection. Um, okay. But the game was originally released in 1991 for Nintendo, and it was an arcade port. Uh, Capcom, I think, published the game and maybe did the NES port. It was originally done by a company called Toa Plan, which I looked into uh, a little bit on their Wikipedia page, and none of the games that they developed uh, were games that I had ever heard of. So this is Well, what about Snow Brothers 2? That wasn't a console game i don't think so it was an arcade game there is one okay um, i was just guessing there is a snow brothers 2 and there's a snow brothers 3 oh um which i was reading is apparently a reskin of snow brothers where they kick soccer balls or something i don't know i guess it was never released or something to that effect but you can find it online or something. I don't really know. You can find anything on the internet, so right. I, I believe that. I'm right. not even going to bother well, fact-checking I think you. it was on Wikipedia, so I think it's official. Yeah, yep, that's true. If it's on Wikipedia, it's on the internet. So I believe that if you say you can find it on the internet, right. somebody out there could. Right, so the game also available on Mega Drive and Game Boy. Not for Sega Genesis, though, as far as I could tell. When I looked through my retro collecting app, I couldn't find the Genesis version, so I think it was actually just Japan only. So the only way to play this wonderful home console experience is on that Nintendo Entertainment System. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I'm just I I feel like I want to say something, but I just I'm uh, this game has just left me without words. I'm I'm very conflicted. I'm very conflicted. Okay. Okay. Well, what what what, let's start off with uh, what did the game do well? What did it do well? Um. I think that what it did well was there's a number of things, but I always appreciate a Nintendo game that can integrate pickups of some sort because a lot of times when yeah. you play in these old Nintendo games, they're kind of bare bones. Mm-hmm. So when you have some sort of pickup system that lets you do something, uh, make your character better. I mean, like, are that's, you talking about the uh, hot sauce? Yeah, so you got hot, <laughs> hot sauce and cool treats. Right, according to the the manual. Yes, the manual, which is was, it's just a. I feel like the manual might be my favorite thing about this game. Okay, yeah, I it can just see that. was written with a lot of joy. 
and just <laughs> a lot of great puns. A lot of great puns. A lot puns. of great alliteration. Um, <laughs> I mean, just the back of the box here talks about uh, the two cool crusaders sling a slug of snow, like sling a slug of snow. That's that's a that's a mouthful, and that's just like the the manual is just jam packed with great stuff like that. So. I like how that that English description is like interesting and like eloquent. Whereas the game has a screen that says, congratulations, on to stage 21, and it leaves the S off, congratulations. So I wonder how those sorts of things, those decisions are made. Yeah, the the marketing guy definitely (laughs) looked at the manual in the back of the box and did not really review the in-game text. I just, I don't know. I wonder if localization and marketing are just completely that separate that... One is know. just completely. I just, feel like the bad English translation and these old games is part of the charm, though. Yeah, for sure. Like, if would anybody care about? I don't even know the name of the game, but would anybody even know about the game? All your base are belong to us. If it didn't have the ridiculous <laughs> translation stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, me neither. So I really like the pickups. Back to that, anyway. Right. The you hot can pick sauce. up hot sauce and cool treats. The cool treats aren't really pickups. They're just like points. points. You get extra points. The hot sauce, it lets you throw bigger snowballs. It lets you run faster. You can actually pick up one that we only got twice, and it was like by far the best pickup because you like inflate and you can fly around the screen. We're talking about the pickups. We haven't really explained what the game is like, what it is. Yeah, so the gameplay is actually like bubble bobble uh, at its heart where you are uh, throwing snow globs and you hit a guy with a few globs and he turns into a snowball and then you walk up to him and you press B and you kick the snowball or push it or whatever and it bounces all around the screen. If you hit any other enemies, then you get points and they turn into cool treats and potions. Um, And the point is to clear each screen. There are 50 screens to clear, uh, which includes a boss for every 10. Yeah, so if you've ever played Bubble Bobble... Same kind of thing where you yep. want to trap you want to trap the enemy and then kill them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main difference, I would say, is that in Bubble you Bobble... you don't play as dinosaurs. Well, you don't play as dinosaurs. <laughs> you're killing dinosaurs, so that's part of the difference. Maybe the Bubble Bobble and Snow Brothers universes cross over and the Bubble <laughs> Bobble guys are the actual bad guys from Snow Brothers. Nope. I don't know, but the main difference in these games is the Snow Brothers, when they beat a level or a screen or whatever, it goes up. To the next one. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, the, yeah. That's and the in Bubble Bobble, you go down to the next level. <laughs> so I would say that's the main difference. But if you ever right. play Bubble Bobble, you kind of already know what this game is. It's similar. Yeah, it's different enough that it's definitely its own thing. It's not just like a, a reskin or a clone mm-hmm. or whatever, because you definitely have some different mechanics going on. Because you want to cover a bad guy in snow and then try to knock him into as many other bad guys to get the most points and to get upgrades. And that is in Bubble Bubble. Is it the two though um, oh the sequel no no <laughs> oh, bubble bobble as, as well also. yes oh, okay. uh so bubble bobble you the way that you get the uh, cool treats in bubble bobble is by popping multiple enemies at the same time so when you pop when you bubble an enemy in bubble bobble they will float usually to around yes. the middle of the screen and you want to bubble as many enemies as possible and then jump through them all and uh you get a bunch of points that way see that's why that's so why you're similar. that's why you're on this show, Dan, because you actually know about <laughs> video games and I do not. So yeah, it's a similar game. Uh the power ups are a good thing. 
I also like the fact that you also do this in Bubble Bobble, I believe, that when you fall through the bottom of the mm-hmm. map, you yeah. you drop through the top. So it's kind of like Pac-Man where, you know, you, you don't actually right. die from going off the map. You just no. you come out. Uh, if you drop through the bottom, you drop through the top. You just die from a whole bunch of enemies tornadoing and chasing you around. But... Yeah, and as a person who is terrible at old school platformers, like one of my, like, biggest fears is just like falling in holes in video games where like I'm dead and it's just like oh I died again but in this game it's like oh I fell through a hole I'm not dead unless you fall yes. through the hole and then you drop out the top right onto a bad guy mm-hmm. and then you die so it's like for a second you're like I'm alive and then you're dead right but I do like that because as somebody who stinks at platforming that is a just a real treat for me to fall through a hole and not die yeah yeah um, I also like that there's a lot of enemy variation so it's not just like one bad guy reskinned into a bunch of different colors. There was a lot of different bad guys. They all behave a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Some of them will come after you. Some of them uh, try to attack you. Some of them move fast. Some of them move slow. Some of them bounce. Like there's a lot of different variation. The sprites are all different. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like some of these guys. We'll talk about when we get to what this game does poorly. There's one of the enemies that just really makes me angry, but we won't talk about him yet. <laughs> freaking tornado troll right yeah but uh those are the things that i that i liked about this game yeah i think the game is is fun Our, initially we should say that we got to the 22nd level yeah um on our stock lives and continues which i feel like i saw seven the first time you continued i think we get seven continues it may be a little bit fewer but it's like seven continues three lives a piece one pool of continues so 22 levels out of 50 yeah. on our first time ever. Well, you right. played it a little bit, but it was my yeah. first time ever playing it. And this was one of the rare games. Another thing that I liked about this game, which is why it's so conflicting for me, is because I actually did better than Dan. Right? Yeah. I had a higher score. Like, at one point, I had, like, double <laughs> double his score, and it was like... In all those 22 levels, I didn't get a single potion the first run around. Jordan took oh. them all. Yeah, it's great. Um. Uh, he, he killed a bunch of bad guys, and then I ran around and stole all of the right. uh, cool treats and so, hot sauce. There so. was that. But what I was starting to say uh, was initially the first go-around, we didn't really... We didn't do super well at... We made it to at, level 22. At, oh, okay. We didn't do super well at like strategizing. Yeah. Like a big part of the levels is to try to knock out as many enemies simultaneously as possible to kind of maximize your score. Yeah. And the first time we didn't really understand that, but the second time we were a lot more strategic. Yes. Uh, with taking out enemies. The second time we had infinite lives. We turned on the cheat on the retron and we just went all the way through and had a lot of fun that way or a lot more fun. And. Yeah, I felt like the second run we did much better than the first run just because we were trying to be more careful and, and calculated in our Yeah, we would run to the killing. top and try to get as many kills with one snowball as possible. Yeah, and then try to just take each other's kills to I don't know about you could and score. You can tell me what you think about this. I'm not sure. But I feel like there wasn't a huge difficulty increase the further you got in the game. I feel like this game would definitely like if you practiced and you were like good at this game, you could beat this game. Yeah. Like without infinite lives. I'm sure. I mean, like obviously there are people who can beat any game, but I feel like it's not unattainable. It's not like a game that feels like impossible to beat. I mean, I could be wrong about that because we made it to level 22 and then turned on infinite lives because who's got all day. Yeah. Who's got all day. No, Um, not for snow brothers. Yeah. 
No, I agree. I think the game's definitely beatable. I don't know if, how we would have done the second run without Infinite Lives. We probably would have made it like to 30 or something. Um, it's definitely doable. There's not, there's probably eight or nine different types of enemies. Maybe. There's, um, there's a there's a good amount. Yeah. So there's not, but none of them are like overly difficult to deal with. Some of them are cheap, but I'd say that none of them have like really difficult behavior to work around. So no. I, I would say that definitely some of them are faster than you. Mm-hmm. I would say most of them are faster than you. Yeah. So you have to be careful about how you, how you jump. Uh, you can jump up through the bottom of a platform, but you cannot like fall through a platform. So that kind of makes yeah. it difficult to mm-hmm. outmaneuver the bad guys, especially because there are some bad guys that can go through the platforms. Mm-hmm. Like there's this pumpkin guy. Like if you take too long on a screen to clear it, eventually this like pumpkin ghost thing yeah comes no no explanation for why this guy is there or why he, like, he's just in a rush and he wants you to get done and if you take too long he's gonna come and he goes right through the platforms and will come for you i think he only shows up when there's like one enemy left though maybe i don't That's know the only time i noticed him showing up was when we were like either way it's, it's when you're enemy. taking a while and i i feel like with two players it wasn't too bad to like get around him and and kill the last guy but if you were by yourself it could be kind of sketchy to try to run away from him and get the last guy yeah i could definitely agree with that but yeah i I mean i could be wrong with the whole difficulty of the bad guys especially like the tornado guys uh those guys got really kind of difficult so i feel like there is a level of difficulty to this game but not so much that there's some games that just drop you in or instantly killing you over and over and over Mm -hmm. this game kind of lets you you know we didn't have any clue what we were doing and made it to level 22 so that's pretty sweet yeah for sure overall i would say i think the game is fun um, I found the mechanics and the gameplay interesting. It's obviously not the best game <laughs> on the NES or the most fun. <clears throat> no, I would I would agree with both of those statements. <laughs> but but yeah, actually, I would say that that the game is fun. Um, it's something that I I would say it does well is it is actually fun. Um, it could stand some improvements. Maybe the characters could move a little faster, but. Other well, once that, you get you get the you get the hot sauce yeah, and your guy rare. get the fast feet. Yeah, it didn't happen very often. It didn't often. happen very often. Once you die, then, yeah, it's gone. It's just bad news bears. So, all right, I think that covers it for the yeah. stuff that did good. So, what didn't the game do well, Jordan? Um, by far, my my biggest gripe with this game is Tornado Bro, uh, <laughs> Tornado Troll. I think is his actual name in the manual. Is this no. this enemy? I think it is. I'm pretty sure it actually is. Uh, he looks like a troll, and he starts to spin around and turns into a tornado that can go through platforms and comes right at you mm-hmm. and is fast, and it will kill you. Probably killed us more than any other enemy. I yeah, would, I would guess. and you just like barely touch it, and you're you're a goner. And you and, can't cover it in snow while it's in tornado form. Oh yeah, so a lot of, kind of a lot of enemies when they're coming at you, you just throw a snow glob at them. They call them snow globs in the game, I think. I don't know if they actually I, ever say. I don't know. The the back says snow slugs, which is gross <laughs> to me. I don't want to say that. You throw a, a thing. It looks like a boomerang. Dan says they're not boomerangs, but the, the sprite looks like a boomerang. And you throw it at the enemies, and even some of the attacks, it will it will negate, but not the tornado guy. So I really didn't like that. The other thing that really bugged me was the bosses in this game. Yeah. Yeah, the bosses are pretty bad um, overall. Yeah, just not not really fun, not really satisfying. You can't <laughs> no. actually tell when you hit them. 
Yeah, there's literally no feedback for when you hit them. Well, one, okay, that's not true because there was like two of the five bosses actually did give you a little feedback, but you have no idea knowing like how many times you have to eat each boss except for like there's these like chickens. There's like the two chicken oh, yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of things. Mm-hmm. And when you hit them, they get like smaller until they disappear. And so you like you actually know with those those bosses, I guess it's two bosses together. It's one boss. Anyway, you know they on those. They change color. Yeah, they change color and they actually yeah. change shape. And uh, on those ones, you knew what was going on. The rest of them, it's like, have I hit this guy? The first time we played the second boss, it was like, yeah, I feel like we've hit this guy like 10 times, but we might not have actually been hitting him because we didn't really know what we were doing. And he kind of like teleports and would sometimes spawn right where you were or you would spawn right where he was. And it's like, yeah, that was a terribly designed boss. One of probably the worst video game bosses I've ever fought and there's some pretty bad uh video game bosses in these games we've been playing but uh whatever that pink snake head thing was uh it's up there for worst boss was it a pink snake head is that it was like a giant reptile head i don't even know it was just a head bad it did not have any other body parts and it could teleport for some reason yeah (laughs) so yeah that was the, the boss battles and some of the enemies were not great and uh those were things that i really disliked what about you what do you think the game didn't do well um i the boss is is, i think is the number one thing that the game doesn't do well uh and their animations were terrible too like overall the animations in this game are fine they're standard run-of-the-mill animations on nes but the bosses with the, like the lack of feedback and, and kind of lack of animations. And when you killed them, they played like a single weird animation where it's like, I am dead now. Yeah. Um, but overall, I would, I think the game, I would like to be able to drop through floors instead of just being able to jump up through floors. Yeah. I think that that's something that could have made the game more interesting. Once you get to the middle slash end of the game, a lot of the levels are designed so that you can get stuck inside of these pits and oh, you, yeah. you just get stuck until an enemy comes and tries to kill you or whatever. And so some of the design gets a little weird because you can't drop through the floor and you can get stuck, which is probably intentional and it makes it like a little bit more funny and interesting in co-op when you're competing to have a higher score than the other person. But I think as a game design, level design decision, it's kind of irritating. There was definitely some of those levels where if we weren't playing co-op and one of us hadn't gotten stuck... The other, per- like, if you were just playing by yourself and you got stuck there, you would have died for sure because mm-hmm. the pumpkin ghost guy or one of the other enemies would have just fallen into the pit and killed you. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was definitely frustrating. It was like, I guess it's to make it so you have to be more strategic. But there was actually one level where that was the only thing you could do was mm-hmm. jump into a pit. So. Uh, yeah, yeah some of the weird. levels are designed so you can't even jump up high. You had to like wait till an enemy dropped down to the bottom and then cover him in snow, and then you could like jump to a higher platform. Yeah, um, it was bad. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, some of the, I think largely the level design is fine, but maybe you know ten to fifteen percent of the levels could have used some work um, and improved. Now, before we exit this segment, because I know everybody is just dying to know what were the cutscenes like in this game, because that, that's that's one of the most important things, and I would have to say they're bad. They're very bad. Uh, honestly, might have been the slowest opening scene and ending scene in any game that I've ever played. Uh, right. you, you sit there for a good 
30, 40 minutes just to watch the <laughs> right. opening <Yeah>. cutscene. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, okay. But it, it was very slow. Um, and we weren't sure. You maybe could have hit a button to speed it up, but we didn't want to skip it because, you know. No, you couldn't because I tried again. You tried. Later okay, on. so you yeah, literally so you just couldn't. sit there through the slowest opening cutscene, which you can skip like your second time. But if you want to learn the story of this <laughs> game, which is ridiculous, by the way, uh, Mr. Scorch uh, steals a couple princesses and he turns the two princes into snowmen. And that's why you are snow brothers. Uh, so go save the princess. And yeah. Then you, then you save them, get married, live happily ever after. Yes, but thankfully, it's not like <laughs> Shrek where you stay the monster. Uh, you find the princesses and they kiss you, and the heat of their kisses melts your snow, and you become human again. I don't think that that's that, how that I went. I promise you, Dan. I, I was, don't. I was paying attention to the cutscenes. I know that you may not have been. I don't remember that. Yes, it was. It was the warmth of their love that melted the snow. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, the the two protagonists, the main characters are Nick and Tom. <laughs> like, come on. Nick and Tom? That's the names you're going to come up with for these guys? Oh, man. I don't know. It's just like... Something else. Give them a little bit of flavor. Like, are these American princes? I think the in the original arcade game, they are Nick and Tom. Yeah, I'm sure they are. It says right on the cover... Or no, it was right on the the title screen, Nick and Tom. But it's like, I mean, give them some sort of ethnic background. Like, why? What if Mario and Luigi had just been like, <laughs> yeah, oh, this is Bill and his brother Fred. It's like, you need a little bit more. Like, I play a but, video game to oh, escape man. from reality. I don't play a video game to turn into my my neighbor Tom. Okay, <laughs> man, um, I don't know. I don't think it's really relevant. I Maybe think you not could have had you. no opening cutscene and no names at all and just been the Snow Brothers and just been completely fine because this is an arcade game that is about chasing high scores. That in your opinion, Dan. But you know, <laughs> my my personal opinion, I want a little bit I want a little bit of flavor. I want to experience the game. Okay. You know? So oh, yeah, man. that's I think that pretty much that pretty much covers. <laughs> yeah, I think like I said, when it I think the game is is, is fun. The mechanics could use a little bit of tightening up. It it doesn't necessarily feel amazing to play. No. <laughs> um, the characters are a little bit sluggish, but it's it sort you, of you feels, work around it. Okay, this is gonna be rude, but it sort of feels like those old like Mickey Mouse DOS games on the computer that I had when I was a kid. You go okay. to like the computer lab, and it's like like it does stuff, but it just doesn't move the way you thought it would. <laughs> it's a little sluggish. A little sluggish. And the jumping is kind of floaty and slow but the jump animation you do like a like a a flip flip 360 kind of like it's very it's very uh gymnastic i'll say like you wouldn't expect to see a snowman doing like a flip 360 kind of thing so you wouldn't i i wouldn't yeah that's true (laughs) all right let's move on so I guess now we should say like the game is was about an hour or so long, maybe a little less. I don't think it really took us that long to get through all fifty stages. No, it's not a long game. When when I no when I saw I was like, how many levels are in this game? And then I realized you you beat a level very quickly. Yeah, usually most levels will last probably thirty to forty five seconds. Yeah, so the game is probably about an hour. A good half hour of that was the opening cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and if you're not playing it with infinite lives, you could probably get a little bit more than an hour. I'm sure you could probably get five, six hours out of it if you're trying to beat this game legitimately oh, in yeah. an original NES. If you loved cheating. this game, if you loved it and you wanted to like really play it and beat yeah. it on like the actual rules with no extra lives, you could put mm-hmm. some time into it. Which I feel like the the game being an arcade game is about chasing high scores, so the way to go about it would be without cheating. If you really want to, if you're into chasing high scores and you want to yeah. see how well you can actually do, if I would you say are don't a, play it with infinite lives. Yeah, if you're a person who's competing for high scores, they generally uh, <laughs> they generally don't like you to cheat, um, unless you're like Billy Mitchell uh, and you like know the guy who keeps the records. Then cheat all you want. <laughs> I have I have no. Really? No, you don't know about? No, I know oh, about okay. it. I just have nothing to say about that. Oh man, we're gonna we're gonna make an official stance, <laughs> worth it or worthless, as having an official stance against Twin Galaxies and Billy Mitchell. Okay. I no just, matter where that puts us in the video game stratosphere, Dan, you need to make a stand. I just don't care. Okay, I care for I the just both don't of us. Care. All right. Well, you can care enough for the both of us. I do because I don't care at all. Okay. Anyway, don't cheat. Unless you want to have fun and you don't care about high scores, then cheat yeah. all you want because that's the only way I was going to beat this game. Yeah. Infinite that's lives. That's the only way we're going to beat this game in less than two hours is by using infinite lives. Yeah. So that's what we did. Yeah. Which is fine. It is fine. Because I had fun. I am so not sure. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know if you had fun. I, I have fun playing games with you, but yeah. I'm not sure that if Snow Brothers was my favorite game. So you're saying, like, if it was on the virtual console, you probably wouldn't pick it up and play it by yourself? Oh, no. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't think I would. Okay. All right. So I guess this is the, uh, this is the part of the show, Jordan, where, where you, you take a guess and, and you tell me how much you think this game is going for. Okay, normally I'm not nervous about this because but I feel like there's something weird. Like, there is... there's something I don't know about this game. It's made by Capcom. I've never heard of it before, but I feel like this game, there's something about it. Every time I ask you, like, you get this, right. this look, yeah. and there's something about it, and I don't know. And so that means, like, it's either, like, super rare or, like, this is just a garbage game that you tricked me into playing. It could be. Uh... It could be both. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but like I'm not okay, conspiracy <laughs> theories aside, I'm gonna just I'm gonna ignore that. I'm gonna ignore that, and I'm gonna say like this game, like if people are just being realistic about it, it's it is Capcom, so that adds a couple bucks to it. It adds a couple bucks. It does add a couple bucks to it. Yeah. So I'm gonna say I was gonna say five bucks, but I'm gonna say Capcom adds two dollars. That's seven dollars. This is what that game is for. Seven dollars, right? So you think that people are paying seven dollars for Snow Brothers? I feel like people should not pay more. <laughs> More than seven dollars, okay. Seven bucks. That's what I'm gonna say. Seven bucks is what this game you you would pay to have this experience is seven bucks. Would I? I. I wouldn't. Is this what I? Okay, I would pay two dollars for this game. You would pay two dollars for this game. Okay. Yeah. All right. Two bucks. Yeah, because just just to introduce somebody to Nick and Tom and like the absurdity of that, I feel yeah. like it's worth two dollars. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> you're smiling. <laughs> <laughs> the reason that uh, this game is special in my collection, Jordan, is because it, it is the uh, most expensive game that I own. No, <laughs> no, I can't accept that. I can't. 
Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. Most expensive. So most expensive means it's currently trending at $190 on eBay. No, people, let me beg you. Please, no. This is why this podcast exists, because there are people out there who are spending $200 on Snow Brothers. Well, so <laughs> that's oh, what it's no. trending for. So that's the average price on eBay. So people pay so more when than I was, that. When I was digging around on like the sold listings on eBay, I saw as low as like 160, I saw up to $250, no. and those are cartridge only auctions. No. So once you get into I think the manual itself is over $70. Okay, well that's a fine piece of literature. That's 70, $70 <laughs> well spent. Right. But no, 250, what are you people doing? Yeah, so this game goes for about 200 bucks. I didn't pay $200 for it if that makes Okay, sure what did you pay for it? This may this may determine like what I think about your <laughs> decision making skills. So uh, I got this off of my brother in law. Okay, and I paid him a hundred dollars for it, Dan, because he was originally going to sell me his retro game collection, which had some I don't want to say super rare stuff, but there was some decent stuff in there, and he decided he didn't want to get rid of the retro collection. So I kind of was like, hey, can I at least get this one? I'll give you this for it. It's worth more than that. But since we're family, like, I'd really like to add this really rare game to my collection because I collect retro games. So he sold it to me for $100, and that was probably three years ago. So it was worth what did, a little bit less back then. What did he pay for it? He had it from when he was a kid. So his he par- bought this game as a kid. No, he saw that on the parents, shelf, and he was like, "Snow I'm Brothers." Sure his parents got it for him when he was a kid, and he actually enjoyed playing it with his brother growing up, trying to beat it in the the summer or whatever when there was no school, and playing NES together. And so that was another reason why I was like, "Hey, I really want this game. It'll stay in the family at least." Oh my goodness! You know, it's so you can't even sell super this. Super rare. You can't. I don't even want sell to sell it. Dan, two hundred dollars. I don't want to sell it. You have a child. So? Oh no! You know what they tricked? They tricked your brother-in-law's family and you can just looking at <laughs> looking at the cover it you have two snowmen wearing overalls it basically looks like mario bros and it's even called snow bros and it's like there's a fireball like somebody <laughs> bought this for your brother-in-law thinking this was a sequel to the mario bros dude i don't know i i really just genuinely don't the game was released in 91 so i'm not sure why it's so expensive it must have been like a low print run because that's not that late um, i know is, some of the stuff from like 1994 tends to be more expensive like little samson and rescue rangers 2 and stuff those games that came out at this the is, end of this the nes life cycle but this game i don't know why it's expensive i haven't done too much research into it if you're not a collector if you're not a person who like just has to have these games mm. what are you doing spending 200 dollars on snow brothers right i just this is hurting me i had a feeling I just, you were gonna. I'm glad. Of... I'm actually glad now that we p- played this game because <laughs> if this was just another random game that like nobody had heard of and it was bad, I was gonna be like, mm-hmm. why are we playing this game? But yeah. now that I know, yeah, the Snow Brothers. There's people out there that need to hear this. 100. percent If you are collecting these games to play, uh, to enjoy the game itself, I would not recommend snow brothers as just one of the ones that you really got to check out no if you um, if you are out there and you're like i want to play that game and i'm just so bummed because it's expensive and mm-hmm. i can't play yeah it's like go play bobble bobble you right. can get it for a dollar on the app store what are you doing playing <laughs> snow brothers <laughs> i don't know I, I didn't do enough digging around to know if that's 
if Snow Brothers has been released anywhere else on any compilations or on any like the eShop or anything like that. I don't know if there's another way to actually play Snow Brothers. Don't bother. Don't you're not missing out. Yeah. You're not really. You're, there's so many other games out there people. This is like I'm like <laughs> distraught. This is hurting me. Snow Brothers is a $2 experience for Jordan. <laughs> well like Oh, if you weren't a collector, what would this game be worth to you? If I had just played it, not knowing that it was rare or anything, I just randomly played yeah. some. If I rented it from the video store. Yeah, of course. At your um, local Mammoth Video or Blockbuster or Family Video. Right. If I had rented it from the video store, I would probably say that this game feels like a $15 game to me. $15. 15 to 20 About the same range as Bubble Bobble, actually, because really? it's very similar. It doesn't um, even have cute dinosaurs. It just has ugly dinosaurs. I do like the gameplay in Bubble Bobble. Bubble Bobble. Bubble That's I like a tongue twister. Bubble <laughs> right. Bobble. Bubble I can't even bubble say Bubble Bobble better. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I do like the gameplay in Bubble Bobble better, but um, I think the music in Bubble Bobble can kind of great uh what's what am i trying to great. say great it can great at you. yeah great on your mind yeah it can make you want to rip out your eardrums after about an hour because i think the game literally has one song yeah the snow brothers did have some different tracks mm-hmm. you the get, music yeah the yeah music, the music was okay it was, was fine. fine yeah i didn't hate it it wasn't Mega Man music but you know it was, it was good it's capcom you know so capcom doesn't am, really put bad music in games generally i don't think i just i, I don't know man this is bumming me out. There's people out there <laughs> paying 200 bucks for this game. Hey, if you're out there and you're listening to this, I'm just going to say it right now. This game is worthless. <laughs> I'm making the call. Dan, for 200 bucks, what are you saying? I'm saying the game is worth less than $200. <laughs> it's always got, you always have the definitely the not, uh, Definitely not completely worthless, not worth your time, complete garbage, worst thing ever, because the NES has a lot of that. But... Like I said, the game was fun, but is the game $200 fun? Absolutely not. No. Under no circumstances would I recommend this. Again, like if you're a collector, fine. If you really want to have, if you want to complete your collection in these things, like, and you're not really buying the game to enjoy the game itself, uh, fine, go pay $200 for it. I'm sure it's like super rare, but I tend to like to collect retro games that are fun, um, which is I've gotten away from collecting the Snow Brothers kinds of games because they're rare. And, uh, you know, over the last few years, I've become far more interested in is this game fun and good rather than just collecting everything on the console or collecting rare things. It's like I saw a copy of Metal Storm the other day at the local game store, and I was like, that would be cool. It was like $120, I think, and I was like, I don't know if it's $120 cool. A lot of people really like it, but I just can't. I mean, for $120. Here's here's a fun twist. Whereas, just to finish that thought, whereas maybe three years ago I might have picked up Metal Storm because it's super rare. And you just had $120 burning a hole in your pocket. Well, Jordan, I collect retro games. I know. It's just hurting me. It's hurting me. Okay, so here's a fun twist, and uh, we can can end with this maybe. Uh, At what value like this game's only going to go up in value because that's just how old stuff works it's not going to get not necessarily it it probably will it's only going to get more rare unless people like figure out like to stop paying money for bad games but most likely this game will keep going in value at what point would you say you know the money is more worth it to me than having this game on my shelf at what price value if somebody came in here right now and started writing a check what would it have to be for you to get rid of this game 
See, it's so hard to say because that's not why I have it. I know, but like, what's the number? <laughs> like a guy comes in here right now, 500 bucks. Yeah, I mean, I would... But you're not... No, no, no listen. I know you're looking for a loophole here. <laughs> this is meaning 500 bucks, you can never buy Snow Brothers again. You're not just going to go out and buy five more copies of it, okay? What's you mean the two price? and a half? Yeah. What's the price? If I could never have Snow Brothers in my collection ever again. Yeah. And I... Man, let me think. <laughs> See, it's it's one of those things where it's like... I know it has this, you have the collector, you have the collector's itch, but what is the monetary value? You have to understand, it's like, I will never in my life, I've, so in my years of collecting, which has been probably 15 years, I would say, of, of acquiring retro games now, um, I've seen Snow Brothers one time in the wild anywhere. Okay, so what's the number? So it's like, it's one of those things where I'll never have another opportunity probably to own snow brothers yeah that's part of the deal you you're not <laughs> allowed to dan this is the thing what's the number a thousand dollars you're you're oh, you're man. like really it's, you're really you wouldn't do it for 500 but about a thousand dollars i'm not saying i wouldn't do it for 500 it's just like i hate the thought of letting go of snow brothers because i know that regardless of whether or not we have this hypothetical situation if i sold my copy of snow brothers on ebay just today or whatever yeah i would never have Snow Brothers in my collection probably ever again. And would that be such a bad thing? It would hurt. Because I like the fact that I have it. Like I said, it's the most expensive and rare game that I own. But if you got rid of it, there would be a different game that you have that would be the most expensive and rare one that you own. And I have a feeling you probably wouldn't think that one was worth it either because I think I know the second rarest game that I have. Well, eventually we Um, would sell all your games until we get down to the one that I like. And I know... That there is one up there that is expensive Man. that you have that I so, like a lot. Uh, yeah, that's that's not as as expensive <laughs> as some of the other ones I have, but um, it's it's just one of those things, man. I love I love collecting retro games, and if I had to start getting rid of stuff to pay my bills, I feel like my retro collection would be one of the very last things I would sell to pay my bills, just because it's that's what it means to me. That's how much I enjoy it. That's how much I like having it. It's not about what's my collection worth. It's just the fact that it's something that makes me happy. And so Snow Brother, having Snow Brothers, whether it's like, you know, a four out of ten as far as the quality of the game, which I would say it's probably a six. But I like the fact that I have it in my collection and I can play it more than the fact that, like, I could sell it for $200. All right, I can respect that. As a non-collector, I feel like that's why this podcast offers a useful service to the community. Because right. if we can stop people <laughs> from buying these games, then they won't ever have this attachment, and they won't ever have to face these difficult oh, questions. Yeah, difficult questions. But what would I actually sell my copy of Snow Brothers for? Oh, you're gonna answer. Yeah, I would. I, I would probably if somebody walked in here and, and offered me four hundred dollars for it, I probably would take that. Wow. Okay, um, you heard it, people. If any of you out there have 400 bucks, that's, uh, I'm not saying it's for send sale. Send us an email. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah, send us an email, worth it or worth us podcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, but no, Snow Brothers isn't for sale. Nothing in my collection is currently for sale. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think so, that wraps us up yeah, on Snow Brothers. I, I think so too. I think we're both leaving here depressed. I'm depressed <laughs> because I find how expensive it is. You're depressed because I'm challenging your <laughs> paradigm. No, I'm not depressed. I'm glad we got to play it. It was fun. It was fun. 
All right, Jordan. Thanks a lot. All right. See you next time. All right. Bye. If you have any questions or feedback, feel free to email us at worthitorworthlesspodcast at gmail.com. And if you're interested in staying up to date with the show, follow us at WIOW Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review and subscribe if you want to hear more. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the show. We sincerely appreciate it. Talk to you next time.